what you're doing, because we're about to ruin the image of a podcast that you're used to. Hmm. <laughs> it's Music Reagan. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. That was a funny little joke that I just, just did. Because, I'm here for it. Because of a sad thing that happened. Yeah, you turned tragedy into comedy. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I do. Uh, (laughs) Since the last time uh, we recorded a podcast, Shock G died, the front man for Digital Underground. Yep. And I surprised myself with how affected I I, uh, was by this particular musician death. It was a legit bummer. Yeah. Uh, I really like Digital Underground, and I feel like Shock Shock G is one of those guys who's, who's never quite gotten his due. Yeah, I mean, he did everything for the band. I mean, he was the band. He was like yeah. George Clinton. He did everything. He they're very much like a, a funkadelic, like a hip hop yeah. funkadelic, and he's very much like a George Clinton kind of figure. Definitely. And, and he played different characters in the band. He was a great yep. pianist, and he's the guy who discovered Tupac. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he and like any. He was like a quest love where anytime you see an interview with him, uh, he knows his onions. Like he knows music and oh, speaks yeah. uh, really intelligently about like the history of the music and where everyone's coming from. And I just thought he was great. And like how he died is still a mystery. Um, yeah, it hasn't really been released as of this recording. Yeah, but he was young. He was in his 50s. Yeah, I don't, 57. I, I don't know if he ever had any health problems or substance problems or anything that might have led to it but uh it came as a surprise and like i've been really bummed about it since it happened yeah yeah i'm gonna give a hot take theory Mm -hmm. i think uh he wasn't appreciated enough because humpty dance seems like such a novelty song yes i think like people don't even know who shock g is but they might know who Humpty Hump is. Yeah, and they just think it's some his, clown guy. His clown alter ego. Yeah. Because he's like Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Well said. Exactly. Yes. But people don't know he's Chuck D. They think he's just Flavor Flav. Because their yeah. big hit song is is Humpty Hump performing the whole thing. As opposed yes. to like, he'll do a verse on Kiss You Back or Do What You Like or whatever. Yes. And, and Chuck G is the main event. So... Uh, it's sort of unfortunate that Humpty Dance was their biggest hit. I agree. It's not their best song. Kiss, Kiss You Back to me. Oh, for me, song. it's Kiss You Back. Love yeah. Kiss You Back so much. Absolutely. Or even like same song is better. Do what same you like is great. better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Humpty Humpty Dance is is great and it's fun, but it is sort of a novelty. Yeah. And oh, it 100%. made them seem like a joke band, which they were not. Yeah. To those who don't know, it seems like oh, this is just some one off novelty silly group and you're like no they're like legit great yeah they were they were they're great um and shock g was great and and r.i.p yeah definitely and i don't think we we even mentioned um last time about dmx but dmx died yeah i found out that black rob died who we talked about within the span of a month yeah on our bad boy episode we talked about black rob yeah um so yeah it was a bad bad month for uh hip-hop we lost a few Definitely. So that was sad. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I don't like to bring the show down by talking about sad things, but I also don't like to overlook eulogizing 
uh, yeah, some of the, the the figures that we love, and and Shock G was great, definitely. Yeah. Um, but let's have some fun now. Oh yeah, this uh, is gonna be good. I have more to say about the real world. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a one-off real world for this an hour. A, this is now a real world recap podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, we're going to do the laser round, which we yeah. haven't done. A buckshot of laser round, a, a two for a double dose. Yeah. We, we spent so much time talking about the real world. We haven't done a laser round in a long time. So we're going to do two laser rounds right now. Yeah. We're each going to do each other's uh, questions. Do you want to ask me first or do you want to be asked first? I want to ask first. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to try to be better this time about answering quickly and not overthinking, but that's tough for me. That's going to be tough too because some of these questions I have are straight up fucking dumb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so brace yourself. Let's go All for right. it. Got my little pen. Here we go. Number one. You're a fireman. Which band would you save from a blazing inferno? Mumford & Sons or The National? I don't know what the national is, so I'm just going to say the national. Cause... Correct. All right. You are correct. <laughs> I, I've heard of them, and I barely know what their music is like, but I hate Mumford and Sons. So, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm giving. No, I'm giving you. I'm giving you a bonus yes for saying you hate Mumford and Sons. So that's a twofer. Okay. All right. Question number two. You're sharing a pizza with Todd Rundgren. Mm -hmm. What vegetable topping does he object to? What vegetable topping does he object to? Uh. He doesn't like green peppers. You are a hundred percent correct. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what is the who is the most important member of the time? Uh, Jimmy Jam. Jerome. Okay, someone's got to hold up that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who would be a better brunch companion, Al Jarreau or George Benson? <sighs> Al Jarreau. Correct. Yeah. More overplayed, Oasis or Coldplay? I'm sorry, more overrated. More overrated, oh. Oasis or Coldplay? Coldplay. It's Oasis. Mm. Uh, number six, what New York punk band am I thinking of right now? Hint, it's not the Ramones. Uh, what New York punk band are you thinking of right now? Hmm. The Soft Boys. No, they weren't even from New York. <laughs> and I was just answer I was just making a snobby answer. I'm just gonna say uh the New York dolls. The cramps. They're not from New York, but okay. I looked that up and they said they were from New York. I think they're originally from Cleveland, but maybe I'm wrong. Ooh, I like them more. Yeah. Uh who's better? The strokes or the vines? The strokes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Question straight out of 2001. <laughs> it really is. Okay. Uh, who would – I can't even read my handwriting. Who would win in an after-school rumble? Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Ooh. Backstreet Boys, I think, would win the a fight. Correct. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking of like AJ. Like I feel like he would just whip all their sorry asses. <laughs> yeah, he's got anyway. some. He's got some anger going. So I already agree with you. <laughs> no one in NSYNC is edgy. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Very true. All right. Question number nine. Mm -hmm. 
bump one of these bands from the lineup of the first Lollapalooza tour. Ooh, There's three. You got to bump one. Mm-hmm. Butthole Surfers, Violent Femmes, or Fishbone? Fishbone. I know that's Cor- not. Oh, that's the correct, correct answer for you? That's the correct answer. That okay. is the correct answer. Okay. Um, last question. You're doing really well. Number 10. Prince suddenly decides he wants to participate in We Are the World. Mm -hmm. But that means someone has to be cut, and unfortunately, it can't be Dan Aykroyd. Ah, I was going to say Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So who gets cut? Bob Dylan, because restore his dignity by not having him participate in that. Shockingly, it's Paul Simon. Okay. I kind of forgot that Paul Simon was, was involved. I did try to look it up. Yeah. I do like it. But that is it, Paul. Yeah. You got I mean, uh I'm giving you double points for the first question since you badmouth Mumford and Sons. So one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, wow, nine. Oh, out of how many questions? Ten, because you got a double dose for the Oh wow, um, all right. Yeah. So you think Coldplay is more I mean over I mean Oasis is more overrated than Coldplay? Yes, I do. Do you hate Oasis or you just think they were overrated? I just think they're overrated. I don't hate them. I think they were like overrated at the time. But Coldplay fucking sucks and Oasis doesn't totally suck. I don't so, hate Coldplay. I don't I don't hate Coldplay. Okay. I mean, I was trying to do math in my head where I'm like Oasis is good and Coldplay isn't. But that's not the question. It's who's more overrated. Yes. And so, I don't know, if I thought about it longer, my, my answer might change, but I don't hate Oasis. I don't hate Oasis. I like one song, which was Wonderwall. Great song. Mm. But when they came out and they're like, they're the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I mean, even I don't really like the Beatles, but calm down, everyone. I was younger then. I was in junior high, so I was much more susceptible to hype. And, yeah. Um, and I super was into what's the story Morning Glory. Yeah. But that then later sense. when I got older, like there was the whole – there was the major beef, not even beef, but like rivalry between Oasis and Blur in the UK. Yeah, I remember that. But in the US, Blur didn't really cross over. So it was mm-hmm. just like Oasis is the big new thing. And maybe yeah. you kind of heard rumors that there was this rivalry with this other band in the UK where Britpop in general was a big deal. Yeah. So I didn't really hear Blur until Song 2 was a big hit. And then in college, I got super into Blur's whole catalog. And Mm. like, they just blow Oasis out of the water. Like, I still fucking love, love Blur. Like, one of my all-time favorite bands. And Oasis, I never listened to. That's so funny. I only know Blur number two. That's really it. That's so funny that you say that. Blur is a great band. I love Blur, dude. That is hysterical. Yeah. All right. Now it's it's your turn. Tough, tall order. Tall Ten order. questions here. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. I have eyes closed, head down, and yeah. focused. Let's go. Canned heat or hot tuna? Canned heat. Correct. Name a song you slow danced to when you were in junior high. Uh, open Arms by Journey. Correct. Ad Rock, MCA, or Mike D? MCA. Yep, that's the right answer. Name a band you used to like but don't like anymore. God damn it, that's really hard. Um, um, wow. 
I am going to say... You want to pass and come back to it? Yes, please. Okay. Which version of Elton John's song Grey Seal? The 1970 B-side to Rock and Roll Madonna or the 1973 Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album cut? Neither, because Elton John's not that good. Incorrect. It's the 1970 B-side to Rock and Roll Madonna. Damn. Name a drummer. John Bonham. Incorrect. We were looking for Clyde Stubblefield, James Brown's <laughs> Parliament or Funkadelic? Oh, it's not a question. It's Parliament. Correct. Name two musical Davids. David uh, Bowie and uh, David Cassidy. Sorry, we were looking for Ruffin and Lee Roth. Ruffin and Lee, <laughs> Lee Roth. Roth. That sounds weird when you say it that way. <laughs> Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? Judas Priest. Correct, but half a point because you didn't say it right. It's supposed to be priest and you make the sign of the horns. No, you're right. That's fair. That tracks. In the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, Humpty Hump invites four ethnic groups to do his dance. Black people is one. White people is another. Name either of the other two. I'm going to do both. Yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. Uh, you got – you're correct because you got one, but Haitian okay. isn't one of them. It's Puerto Ricans and Samoans. Oh, wait. That's a different rap. Yeah. Samoans was the other. Oh, okay. Oh, you're uh, right. Wrong song. Thank you. And just one little bonus one. How old was Brian Adams during the summer of 69? Wasn't he like 12? He was nine years old. Okay. Wait, I got to go back to that last one. Oh, yeah. That's right. Name a band you used to like but don't like anymore. I am going to say – it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It would probably be – you know what, Paul? I'm just going to go with my heart. Yeah. And the answer is none. Whoa. Okay. I, every, every, every band I like, like back then, I like now. Wow. I have tons that I can, <laughs> that I can answer for that question. But uh, all right. That, that's my heart. That's what my heart says. That's fine. Uh, it's the wrong answer. What was the uh, answer? I don't know. You had to come up with something. You can't say none. But I'm not going to give you a point for none. I go with my but heart. You, but you still did really well here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, and a half. So you got <laughs> five and a half. Five and a half. Half for Judas Priest. Because you didn't say it right. Well, then I'm giving you eight. I'm taking, I'm taking, <laughs> taking away. Taking my bonus point away. I'm taking That's your fine. bonus point away. That's fine. That's there fine. you go. She so got eight and I got five and a half. <laughs> Very good. Oh, that's awesome. I love that game. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else here you want to address? Your thought process on any of these? No, I'm just I, I speak from a, I speak from a place of truth. I kind of was I was like ninety percent sure you were going to say MCA, and yeah. uh, I thought maybe there was a ten percent chance you might say Ad Rock. No oh, offense yeah, to no, Mike because... D, but I just didn't imagine there was any way you no. were going to say Mike D. Yeah, no, it's MCA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, great. That was a fun laser round. That was awesome. That was a great one. Let's get into our top fives. Yeah. Uh, this is the segment we've been doing during the pandemic. We've done, I think this is our 27th pandemisode. <sighs> More than a year of these pandemisodes. I almost can't even remember how we used to do the show. Yeah, and it's we're bringing it back soon, folks. The good news is there's the end is in sight. We know how many episodes, how many pandemisodes are left. 
But we're yes. not going to tell you, listeners. It's a surprise. You're just going to one day tune into the show and we're Kirk and I are going to be back together again. That's right. Uh, but we're winding down. But for now, we still have these top fives that we there we're doing uh, each week. Uh, we choose a topic for a list, a musical topic. And then we each list our individual top fives on that topic. And you chose yes. the topic this time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm a druggie. You I feel know, like I I, did I inspire this with something we've talked about on the I show I think before? you did because it was it was something that was in like my lineup. Yeah. And I remember when I texted you, I thought I brought it up to you like a while ago, like a year ago. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'll do that eventually. And I thought that that was like eventually on the list. And then when I re- brought it up, you're like, oh, no, you never brought that up. But fuck yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I don't think – yeah, I don't think you did. The topic is uh, top five songs you didn't know are about drugs. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I know the one that's going to be on your list, so I didn't put it on my list. Um, Uh, Oh, this will be interesting. All of these – some of these were like I didn't know that they were drug songs until like I was well into my adult. Some of these uh, I knew eventually, but – there's some that I was like, there's one I didn't know till like two weeks ago. I was I was going to ask, did you have to do any research for this or did all five of yours you knew about when you pitched the idea? I knew of three. Okay. Three. And these were all like almost you know, like posthumously where I was like years later, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that was about drugs and I learned about it. And then like two of them, I was Cocaine like- Cocaine by Eric Clapton. <laughs> I, you know what hot take i like i like that song yeah it's great because it's, it's a, a jj kale song it's not an eric clapton song that's a cover <gasps> that ex- that explains why i like it yeah because i don't like eric clapton do you like after midnight no but let me tell you tears in heaven's his best song well after midnight is also a jj kale song but the original version is very slow oh okay it's like okay. A, it's like a real chill song and then eric's is like this party and it sucks yeah it is it's a beer song yeah i'll send you the yeah. original you send, might me like that yeah. send me that okay, one yeah okay so but what's your number five song you didn't know was about drugs i'm going to before we do that i'm going to give you one mm-hmm. honorable mention that oh, i, I didn't know as a kid okay uh because i was just too young mm-hmm. past the duchy by musical youth Okay, yeah. I mean, it's they insist that it's not about drugs because they were kids. Yes. And it's like a cover of a version that's definitely about drugs. Yes. They were like, it's past like uh, a cooking pot is right. what they remember them saying. Yeah. And as a kid, I, was, I mean, I was like 11 or 12 when that song came out. And I was like, oh, okay, it's about cooking. Fine. Right. It kind of is because I think the, the the song that they're covering is something like Pass the Doobie or something like way more yes. explicit. And they changed the lyrics to be a little more kid friendly because they were children. Yes. But like it's – yeah, it's about me. Yeah. Of course it's about me. Yeah, yeah. Quit fucking around, guys. It's about yeah. drugs. Yeah. Stop it. No one cares which direction you pass the cooking pot <laughs> on. But there's a, there's a protocol to uh, yes. the weed circle. So. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my honorable mention. But my number five is – uh, I can't feel my face by the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just assumed that that was about drugs. 
I literally was just like, oh, he's so in love with this woman. <laughs> he literally can't. I had no idea it was about cocaine. I, I assumed that was about cocaine when I heard the title of the song before I heard the song. <laughs> Not even a clue. Not even a clue to like two or three years afterwards. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But at the time, I just thought he's being – he's using – he's speaking figuratively. He's okay. imagery. Well, that's what I think what a lot of these might be. Like, oh, it's a love song, but really – it's a love yes. song to drugs. It's to drugs. Uh, it's dangerous. I yeah. mean, it's my favorite weekend song and I love it. It's but great. I never, when I first heard it, I was like, I took, you take it for face value. Well, I, I don't know what any of the lyrics are other than the, the title of the song. And I know she'll get the best of me at least something, something, something. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she is cocaine. Yes. Okay. She's, co- she's cocaine. Yeah. I just I just baldly understood that not being able to feel your face is a symptom of uh, coke use, right? Yes. So I just kind of took yeah. that for what it was. He, he I took feel... it at face value. <laughs> That's right. He can't feel his face when he's around you, mm-hmm. and he loves it. Yeah. He loves that feeling. Yeah. I thought it was he was so infatuated with this woman that he literally is like, I'm so – all my emotions are in my face. because that guy sniffs cocaine. He likes the sugar bunker. <laughs> uh, all right. Mine is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a cheat because this song is about alcoholism. That's not a cheat. And, and, and rehab. But I bet you didn't know that it was. as by an artist you mentioned already, Paul Simon. It's a very popular song called You Can Call Me Al. It's about going to rehab. It is? Let's look at the lyrics. Please. Uh, right away, verse one. A man walks down the street. Kind of sounds like a man walks into a bar. He says, why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I want a shot at redemption. Don't want to end up in a graveyard. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly. It's a callback. When he says, why am I soft in the middle? He's acknowledging because he has a problem. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. This is a guy saying, I'm coming to terms with the fact that I have a problem. But now, I mean, let's look at the chorus. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. If I can call you Betty, what's the name of the most famous rehab center in the world? Betty Ford. Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al. He's admitting he has a problem. Wow. Mm. If you'll be my bodyguard. Yes. I can be your long-lost pal. I've been right lost yeah, in alcoholism yeah. if i can call you now there's a vocative comma in that line it's not if i can call you betty it's if i can call you betty if i can check myself oh, into for comma betty i'm saying there's a vocative comma in there when you call me you can call me out i'm telling yes. you i'm admitting i'm an alcoholic wow boom blew your mind you did blow my mind Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a random story lip-synced by Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> it was inspired by Chevy Chase's alcoholism. Oh, my God. I didn't know that either. Yep. Wow. I had no – again, had no idea. Oh, I yeah. Just, we're we're I going on a journey today, man. You didn't know what you what, uh, what you were going to get when you – My mind is going to be expanded as if yeah. I took drugs. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, what's, what's, your, what's your number my, four? My number four is the one where I was just looking through lists – and just finding songs that I liked. I was like, what do I want to put in here? Because I needed one. Mm-hmm. And then literally was like, that's about drugs? <laughs> okay. 
And she was by the Talking Heads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember if it's about a specific drug or just in general a woman getting high. I didn't say. I think it's more just about getting high. Had no clue until two weeks ago that that was a bad drug. And that's a great, great Talking Heads song. And she was floating above it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so maybe it's some kind of uh, uh, psychedelic drug maybe then. Yeah, if I remember, I'm trying to think of the lyrics. You know I'm bad at, at remembering and lyrics, was, but it's like a positive song. It's not yeah. a song about like a woman on a on a downward spiral. It's like no, having a good drug experience. She's having a good trip is, I yeah. believe, what it was. So I do think it's like shrooms or something like that. Right, or, right, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But That's I mean, hear that song all the time, listen to it all the time. Didn't know till like literally two weeks ago. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I've known for a while that that was about drugs, but I also like loved that song as a kid. And didn't know for a long time that it was about drugs. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I found out a long time ago, but it was also a long time after I had loved that song. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Love that song. All right. For my number four, let's go back to the pop charts of 1998. Ooh. A one-hit wonder by a gentleman named Lou Bega. Mambo number five is about drugs. Do you want me to explain? I think you're trolling me here. I'm not trolling you. Let's again, let's look right at the first verse. To the liquor store around the corner, the boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want a beer bust like I had last week. I must stay deep because Tuck is cheap. He doesn't want to get drunk. He wants to do drugs. Okay, let's break down the famous okay. chorus. Because every drug has tons of nicknames, and most of them have nicknames that are girls' names. Yes. And every girl's name in this song corresponds to a drug. This okay. is true. A little bit of Monica in my life. That's methamphetamine, a.k.a. cinnamon, which is like a loose anagram of Monica. So sometimes oh, sometimes, okay. I see what you're sometimes mon- meth is called Monica. Okay. A little bit of Erica by my side. Erica's cocaine because cocaine sometimes, sometimes in Spanish is nicknamed El Perico, which means okay. the parrot because it makes you talk a lot. And from that, it got its nickname. Sometimes it's called Erica because it sounds like Perico. So Erica is cocaine. <laughs> this is true. A little bit of Rita is all I need. Ecstasy is sometimes called clarity. And from clarity, they get Rita as a nickname from ex- for ecstasy. Oh, I see what you're saying with that. Yeah. A little bit of Tina is what I see. Crystal math. Crystal is sometimes called Christina. Okay. So Tina is crystal. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. Angel dust is sometimes called sand. Sandra. Okay. little bit of Mary all night. Well, that one's the yeah, most obvious. On. Yeah, Mary. Okay. Mary Jane. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of Jessica. Here I am. MDMA is also called Essence, also called Jessica. Wow. All of the, all of the girls' names are nicknames for different drugs. I originally thought Paul is fucking with me. No. Now I believe you're not fucking with me because there's no way you'd put that much work into that. No, these are all real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no way you're going to take a day and be like, I'm going to fucking analyze all this and just make up all this shit. No. Wow. I have a lot of time on my hands. I don't have that much time. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to fuck with Kirk that hard. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Total drug song. Let me tell you something. That song just got better. And even if I, yeah, even if I was... Like, gonna make it up. The whole first verse is him saying, like, I don't want to get drunk. 
I want yeah. to get high. Yeah, I want to get deep. Yeah. Wow. You got little kids going around there singing that song. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. fucking great. Yeah. Wow. Good on you, Lubega. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. The whole time. I'm a little gobsmacked there. I'm yeah. a little, uh, my mind is opened. Wow. Um, my number three is literally the reverse of that. Oh, okay. Because it's so obvious. Uh, <laughs> but again, I mean, I heard this way young. I might have known it a little bit when I was young, but still, I love this song to death. This would be, this is not my number one, but is the number one drug song I like. This is my number one drug song. Okay. And it's called White Horse by Laid Back. Oh, I don't know this song at all. It is a, it's a dance cut from the early 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the video. Or- uh, it's the beat is a little hip hoppy. Ele- uh, it, it's kind of essence of electro funk post disco. Okay. And the video, when you watch the video, you're like, this is a hundred percent about drugs. I'm saving the video <laughs> until we are together again to show you on, uh, for a podcast. Cause it's amazing. But is it the about heroin? Liter- that's the, here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's heroin. Because of the horse. Some people right. say it's cocaine. cocaine. Some people say it's both. Mm-hmm. There's no real lyrics. It's just this jam, this funky groove. The one lyric is, if you want to ride, come ride the white horse. Hmm. White horse, come ride the white horse. If you want to be rich, you have to be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Those are the only <laughs> lyrics in the whole song. I would – I you know, even though it's called white horse – Heroin songs aren't dance songs. So this is a straight up like you can you can pop and lock to the song. Yeah, no one's doing heroin to go to the discotheque. It's, yeah, exactly. So, so I would assume it's probably coke. And I and would calling assume it's it coke a horse too. was like a miscalculation because it is yes. confusing. Yeah. I think too, because it makes sense because it was early 80s. Mm-hmm. The, coke is everywhere. It is a club song, so it's like, let's do some bumps and dance on the floor and then fuck. Yeah. In fact, I thought you were going to say White Lines by Curtis Blow when you said. White Lines by, you mean by uh, Grandmaster Flash? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. By Grandmaster Flash. Great song. Yeah. Just when you said, when you said White White, something, I was expecting to hear White Lines. Um, So I was thinking cocaine, but yeah, I don't know. Horse sort of muddies it's the waters weird. there, but yeah. It is a little muddy. Yeah. I think they were they were a German or Euro band. Okay. Uh so that but in the vein this song is in the vein of um <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> in the vein of Foxy's Get Off. Remember Get Off? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Do in I that remember vein. <laughs> it's that real it's a real sleazy, sleazy song. It's yeah. great. And yeah. I can't wait for you to see the video. It's it's fucked up. But they played it. It was on the radio. I heard it on the radio. On, Maybe at, I'll, on I'll recognize stations. it if I hear it, especially if yeah. it's mostly instrumental. But I don't know. It's it real now. funky. Yeah. It's super, super funky. Yeah. White Horse by Laid Back. Only thing they ever did. Huh. Even the, yeah. even the band name sounds like it's uh, uh, a misdirect. Yes, if it's, if exactly. It's a cocaine song. You know those Euros. Yeah. <laughs> They're weird. Euro trash. Yeah, yeah. Very Euro trash. <laughs> yeah. You'll see the video and you're like, wow. Oh, that's not even uh pejorative to me. I love Euro trash. Oh yeah, it's they're fun. great. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Uh 
I'm a little, my number three, I'm a little sad to say that this song is a drug song. But when I realized it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is because you know how much I love this band and how pure I thought they Mm. were. The free design. No, Paul. Let's get into kites. Kites are fun. (gasps) Well, you played kites are fun. I know. It's, It's actually about the joy of shooting ketamine. No. Yes, dude. Follow me on this, because kite is a slang term is for special Is this your K. interpretation, or is this you doing research? This is... No, this is for real. Okay. This is confirmed. Kite... First of all, kite is just another slang term for special K. Okay. Uh, one of the lyrics, see my kite, it's green and white. The label on a bottle of ketamine is green and white. Wow. And... All that's between us is a little yellow string. That refers to like the little, the yellow plastic hub on at the hilt of a disposable hypodermic needle. That's the string. Wow. And mom and dad and uncle Bill don't realize kites are fun. And they're talking about, they're using this like flying kites as code. Oh. So their family don't know they're talking about diving head first into a fucking K-hole. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Kites are not- fun. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel the same way that you feel. Like like your childhood like, been Like, oh, ruined. now this is like a cool drug song. But I was like, oh, it's, no, that's not what I want from you, Free Design. Yeah, because remember when you found love? I just wanted this to be a song about kites. And also I feel took like, yeah, of course it's not a song about kites. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in 1969 was writing a song that's just about flying kites. Of course uh, it's a drug song. Wow. Yeah. I feel like. Oh my god, that that is the one that's really thrown me. I still love the song though. But oh, it's, it's a, a little, great song. I mean, it's a little. I liked. I wish I still had my naivete about the free. Design. Yes, I thought it was a song about flying kites. I I wanted to go back to a time where Free Design was just this loving band. Yeah, not, I'm not even. Not, I'm not, not even going to look into the Bubbles lyrics for. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, and here's the thing. Yeah. It's not like they're talking about weed. They're talking about fucking ketamine. Yeah. <sighs> they're getting real, real laid back with that. <laughs> wow. It is kind of a ketamine band, though. They're so fucking relaxed. All their songs are so <sighs> relaxed. It's because they're on fucking tracks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it all makes sense now with all those songs. Yeah. Like you can, although there's no way that bass player could have played the bubbles bass line no, when he was high. So, yeah. yeah, he saved his he saved his tranks for after the after the recording. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Paul, this is an eye opening episode. It, that's I mean I was psyched when you pitched it. The, wow. the topic. Yeah. Oof. Uh, my number two. I'm wondering if this is the one you're thinking of that is on the list. Uh huh. Um, it's about the blow. Uh, Candy by Cameo. Uh, that's not the one I was thinking. Oh, okay, of. okay. And I feel dumb that I didn't realize that song was about nose candy. <laughs> right. I thought it was just about a girl named Candy because it's it's easy to make a yeah. lot of innuendo exactly about candy. Yeah, it's like candy. I can feel it in your walk, even in your talk. It takes over me. Yeah. This is like I can't feel my face. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't really know that so much later as well because I mean, I'm 16. I was like, yeah, it's a song about this girl named Candy. Yeah, 
That's what I thought when I was 36. (laughs) 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 Her name's name's Candy. Yeah. Lots of songs about girls named Candy. Yeah. And that's my shocking, again, my favorite uh, cameo song. It just happens to be. Oh, me too. It's so much better than Word Up. Oh, yeah. Word Up's, yeah. Yeah. No, Word Up's fine, but Candy's so good. Candy's great. Candy's great. I didn't know Candy until we did our episode on Zbigniew Ribczynski. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the second one right after uh, Word Up, this, the second hit. Yeah. And I've played that song so much since we did that episode because uh, it's real good. Yeah. It's about the Bolivian marching powder. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right. What am I on? My number two? Your number two. Another pop hit from 1998. Did you know that getting jiggy with it is about smoking meth? I'm going to refuse and now say that you're trolling me on everything. You're discounting everything for me now. I know this because you think Will Smith is like such a nice guy. Listen to the lyrics of the song, dude. It's all over this thing. I know you know I go psycho when my new joint hit just can't sit. Because he's got meth psychosis. No. All right. Bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend. Let's spin. Getting spun is slang for being high on meth. What does bag with a lot of stuff in it mean? Give it up, Jiggy. Make it feel like foreplay. Yo, my cardio is infinite. Jiggy is slang for the high from crystal meth. And his cardio is infinite because his heart rate is off the charts from stimulant abuse. No. Yes. Every lyric in the song is Will Smith is a meth addict. Here's why. Mm Mm-hmm. Will Smith's number one concern in life is his brand. And that's not his brand. He would never well, do that. Well, because it's subtext. No. Since when has Will Smith ever been about subtext? <laughs> that well? No. No. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, if buy you don't want to believe what's right in front of you, man. Then no, man. No. Well. You don't have to believe it, but I'm telling you that's what the song is about. I, I cannot. I can. I. I just. I just can't. That song is about getting spun. It's that right feels, in the lyrics. That feels like a stretch. That feels like someone is looking to make it into a drug song. You've never. You've never heard this about getting jiggy with it. No, never. So what does jiggy mean? Uh, getting funky. Getting fun with it. <laughs> All right. I'm a mom. <laughs> I'm a fun mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, man. Like you, you... just based based on Will Smith and how important keeping his brand is to him, I can't believe that that would be a, a song that he would record. Whether he wrote it or not, he would be like, "No, no, no, man, that doesn't fit what I'm trying." That's a to good do. question. I wonder if he did write it. Maybe some. Yeah. Maybe he's the one who got took. Yeah. So that's that's my take on it. I buy the pre-designed on ketamine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That tracks. This one feels like a stretch to me. I don't think it's a stretch. I think it checks out. Right. I mean, I, I'm not going to go through every lyric of the song, but most of it is along the same lines here. I, I, I it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard pull for me to, to do just because right. of who Will Smith is. All right. Well, if you, you know, I'm not going to like try to shatter your image of Will Smith. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. I'm not going to like. I choose to believe in the purity of Will Smith, okay. not the free design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your number uh, two? My number one, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe this oh, is the one that. Oh, you're number one. That's right. I'm on. I'm at number one now. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is the one you were thinking of. 
This one, when it came out, I again, no idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the song that got me into the guy, Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. Oh, I don't know that song. You don't know Brown Sugar? It's his first big hit. I don't know. Uh, I don't know 90- any D'Angelo songs. I remember the one video that was famous because it was like oh, all the close naked. Ups of his body. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that was that uh, that's called Untitled. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Brown Sugar was his first uh, hit from his first album. Yeah. And uh, from 95. And it sounds like he's just talking about uh, uh, Brown Sugar, like a really pretty African-American woman. Mm-hmm. And the whole song is about his love of weed. Oh, weed. OK, I was going to ask yeah. you, wait, what what drug is it? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, Oh, Sugar, when you're close to me, you knock me right down to my knees. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, she even has a sister by the name of Chocolate Tie. Oh sure, that's, yeah, yeah, as in tie that, stick, right? That that's pretty clear. If I yeah, <laughs> it's pretty clear. Yeah, and then the chorus is, "I want some more brown sugar." Okay, had no idea. I just thought, wow, he just really likes this this really beautiful African American woman. Nope, yeah. he likes he likes the the weed. I don't know the song, but I'll check it out. And it's not even like him denying it or hiding it. He's not like nah 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 nah. It's literally he's like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, didn't know it until years later. Yeah. It's very easy to write a drug song and make it seem like it's a love song. I mean, there's there's tons of those, but most of them you just kind of (laughs) know. Yeah. I'm in love with Mary Jane. It's pretty pretty overt. Uh, Uh, That would have been great if that was your number one. You're like, I had no idea. No clue. No. (laughs) But you didn't name the one that I assumed was going to be on your list. So I'm going to do it as an honorable mention right now. Oh, great. It was, uh, remember how I. uh, when you talked about uh, "Got to Get You Into My Life," the Earth, Wind, and Fire yes. cover of the Beatles song, yes, and you didn't know that it's about weed. That I was... did not know that at all. That is that is true. Yeah, that's the one that I assumed was going to be on your list, and that that it maybe inspired this whole thing. No, I think it was actually laid back. The, yeah. the White Horse laid back. Oh, okay, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I got to get you into my life. That is another one where you're like. It's funny when you're when I realized that the Beatles wrote it, you go, yeah, that's about drugs. Because if it had been Earth, Wind, and Fire, not that they didn't do drugs, I'm sure they did some yeah. at the time. I wouldn't have think necessarily thought of it as a drug song if they had done it. Yeah, I can see that 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 yeah. adds that adds an extra layer of disconnect in there for you. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But that's not my number one. We're going to call that an honorable mention. It probably that's a great... might have been like my number five, but I, it might not have even been on my list. And I just. Yeah. Thought you were going to cover it. Uh, my number one is uh, the song that I'm sure you know. Everyone grew up with this song. It's such a good feeling from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is actually Fred Rogers' ode to amyl nitrate. You're discounting literally your whole list when you do this. Listen to the lyrics. I mean, nope. come on. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling You're it, it, that's growing inside. When you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day, and then he snaps or pops his fingers. He's talking about fucking doing poppers. He wakes up in the morning and does poppers. That's what that song is about. So we're now officially discounting your entire list as bullshit. Look, you can discount whatever you want. I'm presenting pretty clear evidence to you. I think the whole world is discounting. I I now officially believe that uh, the free design was singing about kites. You think I sat sat there and and 
fictionalized all five of yes. my things. Yes. You think I took the time out of my day? Yes. yes to I make did. all of this up? Yeah, I did. To dive into lyrics, like I just picked innocent songs and yeah. and then twisted their lyrics around to make them seem like they're about drugs. You think that I have that kind of time? Yes. You you were you were doing great. Uh-huh. With your first three. And yeah. I was like, and then it's almost you, like they got harder and harder to believe as I went along. You, you went, you went too far, <laughs> and you tipped your hat at getting jiggy with it. Is that is that, oh really? Is yeah. That, okay. And then you fucked it up with the, the, the getting jiggy with it. You tipped your hat, and then you done fucked it up with the Mister Rogers. So it discounts every every other song. I maintain that this is all legit. If you want to decide where the, my hand got tipped or whatever. Oh, I mean, your hand officially got tipped. That's on you. That's on you. But uh, It's on you for fucking up. Look, if you want to go through life being that cynical, man. Because <laughs> I'm known as the cynical one on this podcast. <laughs> accusing your, your creative partner of, uh, of uh, over four years of inventing an entire list of drug songs <laughs> yeah a hundred percent i am i can't stop you i can't control your your mind or your beliefs listen i'm not being paranoid but i'm I've, not on cocaine i've laid out the evidence here i think it's pretty clear that mr rogers was doing poppers <laughs> i think it's apparently clear that you wanted to troll the minute i said let's do a drug episode <laughs> that is not true that is not true <laughs> okay uh, you, you were close. I mean, those first three, man, I was I was on board. I was on board. So wait, so wait, which which ones do you believe and not believe here? Okay, give me your. Uh, okay, you can, what was five? You can call me Al. I kind of bought that Mambo number five. Kites are fun. Getting jiggy with it, and it's such a good feeling. Uh, You're saying now you don't believe any of these are about substance correct. abuse? Yes, yes, because you went too far. All right. I mean. If you want to, like, hero worship and you're afraid to kill your idols, then far be it from me to, like, go any farther trying to convince you. you I'm not know. here to convince you. <laughs> this is just about me saying what my top five favorites are. I'm not you, trying to convince you. You know how much of a hero uh, Paul Simon is to me and how much I just love his catalog. I don't know if we've ever talked about Paul Simon. Do you hate Paul Simon? I, I could give a crap about Paul Simon. Okay. I like maybe – I like – I like uh, – well, like you can call me out the not drug song, or not uh, non alcohol song. Well, um, I again, like like I'm I'm. It's the point of the of doing the top five list is not to convince each other. It's just to present our favorites. So those are my those are my top five and uh, songs <laughs> songs you didn't know are about drugs. And I guess you still don't know. I no, nope, still don't know. But it, again, it wasn't it, it wasn't now. it wasn't my job to convince you. It was just my no. job to say what my favorites were. And those are my top five songs that are definitely about drugs, even though you didn't know it. <laughs> I choose to live in reality. <laughs> well, I choose to live in the in the world where White Horse mm -hmm. is about drugs. Okay. I, I mean, I just – if you say it is, I believe you because that's what I thought, you know, the relationship we had was that <laughs> – Paul's like, now I need to rethink this relationship if Paul's saying. No, that's fine. That's fine. You know what I mean? It's uh it's fine. I'm not <laughs> offended or my feelings aren't hurt. 
Um, they are calling me a liar. <laughs> Welcome to the last episode of Music Raycon. <laughs> we were so close to getting back together because of the yeah. vaccines, and the drug episode killed us. We'll have to have that conversation, but not on mic. Oh, that's great. So, uh, if you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, check your downloads again in two weeks and see if there's another episode. <laughs> But that's it for this episode. So thank you and goodbye. Bye.